y'all. Welcome to The Daily Grind with your host, John Spencer. Grab a mug of your favorite brew and get ready to become the sharpest tool in the shed when it comes to water cooler chatter, conference room banter, and job side small talk. I'm going to give you the rundown on today's date, share some interesting historical facts, and toss out a few random musings just to get your brain gears turning this morning. Plus, I will offer up some thoughts to ponder on your walk with Jesus. So let's get this show on the road. But before I start this podcast, I feel like I must acknowledge Mariah Abels, my sister in the faith and follower of Jesus who would not stop bugging me about making a podcast. Mariah, thank you. Here's episode one, and today is Monday, June 5th. Well, this is that segment where it's time to brew your brain. It's Monday, June 5th, and June 5th is Donut Day. I think you could consider Donut Day a holy day. It's also Gingerbread Day, Hot Air Balloon Day, and World Environment Day. About World Environment Day, I will say if you are going to say that you love the Creator then you need to take care of his creation. On June 5th in history, in 1851, Harriet Beecher Stowe's Uncle Tom's Cabin began publication. In 1967, the Six-Day War between Israel and its neighboring countries began. In 1968, Robert F. Kennedy was shot and killed at the Ambassador Hotel in Los Angeles by Palestinian Sirhan Sirhan. In 1977, the Apple II went on sale. In 1981, the Morbidity and Mortality Weekly Report of the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention reported that five people in Los Angeles, California, had a rare form of pneumonia seen only in patients with weakened immune systems in what turned out to be the first recognized cases of AIDS. In 1985, Ferris Bueller took a day off from school. Yeah, they made a movie about it. In 1989, the Tiananmen Square protest ended tragically and violently in Beijing by the People's Liberation Army. It left at least 241 dead. Many Western journalists had just erroneously speculated that the army would not fight against the people. All right, this is that part of the daily grind where it's time to sharpen your wit. You know, I wonder about the people who get to name things. And as I think about that, I will tell you, whoever came up with the name for Fireplace was not trying. Ants have successfully colonized all continents except... Ironically, Antarctica. Did you know that Alaska is home to over 3 million lakes? 
Have you ever tried to imagine what it must have been like being the guy that had to clean up after the first ever use of confetti? Did you know that there are no canaries in the Canary Islands? Yeah. And did you also know that the same thing is true for the Virgin Islands? There's no canaries there either. Well, happy Monday. Thank you for joining me on this first edition of the Daily Grind. And this is the part where I hope we can enrich each other's faith. Again, this is your host, John Spencer. On June 10th, my amazing wife, Marcy, and I will be celebrating our 34th wedding anniversary. We've been each other's best friends throughout these years. We have seen some ups and we have seen some downs. We have two amazing kids and another two. No, just kidding. We really are blessed with not two, but four incredible adult children. They are all talented smart, and hilarious. We are so thankful for them all. And Marcy and I have so much to be grateful for. I've been a follower of Christ for 46 years now. And let me tell you, it's been quite a journey. It has taken us overseas and allowed us to see and experience places, see God move in some amazing ways. But most of all, um, it has allowed our paths and our lives to intersect with some amazing people. And I think people are some of the best gifts that God gives us. I'll share more about our stories in upcoming episodes. But I want you to know that Marcy and I are part of an elite club. Now, I know most of you who know me immediately thought Mensa, but no, What I'm talking about is really the distinction that Marcy and I have with the American Cancer Society and their Relay for Life events. At those events, we each get survivor and caregiver shirts. I mean, our journey has been full of hard times and it has been full of good times. And through it all, God has remained faithful. When Marcy and I were engaged, I got diagnosed with lymphoma cancer. And when I got that diagnosis, I remember coming to her and saying, look, I love you. I know you love me. Won't be a big deal if we postpone this wedding because it'd be a bummer if we got married and I was, you know, dead four months later. And instead of responding with gratitude for my thoughtfulness and wanting to care for her, she got angry. And she said, John, David, you're the man that I want to spend my life with. And if it's four months, it's four months. And if it's 40 years, it's 40 years. I mean, that is the the kind of amazing woman of faith. That is the character that Marcy has. And I know that she was terrified through that time. I know that she was wondering, what am I doing here? And how am I going to care for this man that I'm going to connect my life to uh, who's going through all this chemotherapy stuff? But she did. Um, And then in 2011 we ended up uh, having a reversal of roles. Uh, Marcy was diagnosed with uh, brain cancer and she beat that just so soundly. 
However, it left her with some traumatic brain injury. And we spent those first couple of years learning her, helping her learn, relearn how to walk, how to communicate. And that has just been a lot of our journey over these last 12 years. But she has remained this incredible woman of faith and grace and peace. And I have seen God use her, even though words are difficult for her. And she is a testimony to what peace looks like, independent of some of our circumstances. You know, Jesus said, I am here to give you my peace, peace of mind, peace of heart. You know, it's a gift and it's it's one the world cannot offer. And so Jesus says, I alone can give this to you. So don't be troubled. Don't be afraid. In reading the Bible, I have yet to find anywhere in there where God promises comfortable or easy. In fact, he promises just the opposite. He says, in this world, you will have trouble. But be courageous because I've overcome the world. He tells us to be courageous, to have courage. And, you know, courage is not the absence of fear. Courage is not feeling afraid. Courage is taking action in the face of the thing that is scary. We don't sit around and wait until we no longer feel afraid. It's like, hey, I'm feeling all this stuff, but Lord, I am going to act in faith knowing that I can trust you. We just recently went to San Antonio for a celebration of life for our dear friend and sister, Rebecca Shoshik. And oh my goodness, it was a celebration. If there was ever a woman who lived a life well, it was Rebecca. Just testimony after testimony, not only of how Rebecca had lived a life of just overwhelming joy and faith, but the impact that her life had on so many others uh, was just so encouraging. But Rebecca was someone who said, and, you know, before cancer finally broke her body and she went to be with Jesus, where I am sure she heard, well done, good and faithful daughter, enter into your rest. She said that she was somebody who had peace and was able to trust in that mystery, that place in between the things that we can't understand or comprehend and the sovereign hand of God, which is where most of us are. And she lived that out. You know, God's word tells us that we can cast all of our cares and our anxieties on him because he cares for us. That's one of those passages, though, that we just kind of quote that one verse. Really, that whole passage, though, has a few more things to say that can get a little uncomfortable. I like the way J.B. Phillips translates 1 Peter um, 6 and 7. He says, so humble yourselves under God's strong hand. And in his own good time, he will lift you up. You can throw the whole weight of your anxieties upon him, 
for you are his personal concern. Man, he loves us and we can do that. And so Jesus doesn't promise comfortable, but he did promise to send the comforter, um, which is really an old English word. I think the King James uses that as the word for the Greek word paraclete. Uh, comforter means something different to us, though. You hear comforter and you probably think of something you throw on your bed or you think of a quilt. But in Old English, it really meant one who strengthened and restored. You know, when you went into a stronghold to find comfort, it was to find security and strength and resources. Really, in English, there's not a single word that sums up paraclete. And so different verses will use helper or assistant or advocate. Advocate's probably the best of all those, since there's not a single really word that does it. Um, and some of the others fall a little short. But advocate, you know, is somebody who supports a position or a viewpoint. And that's really kind of the role of the paraclete in this whole endeavor of proclaiming and living out the good news. And so, you know, we use it. But just know when you hear that, that Jesus is going to send the advocate or the helper or the assistant or the comforter that all those are just trying their best to describe something that there's really not a single word for. But through that Holy Spirit, we find our strength and we find our peace. And we have the ability to come and be honest with God and honest to God about the things we're struggling with. I know when Marcy was going through her brain cancer struggles, it seemed like we faced setback after setback and she would make strides and then something was happened. And God, for a while there just seemed like he was piling on. I mean, nonstop. She had suffered paralysis on part of her body and her face, and she was making strides and recovering. And then she contracted Ramsey Hunt syndrome, which is like a permanent Bell palsy. And so the unaffected side of her face became permanently paralyzed through this viral infection. Um, and I can remember just having some pretty strong words with God about it. Now, here's the thing about God. He knows my heart. He knows what I'm feeling. There's no sense in me trying to kind of sugarcoat or whatever. I need to get to the point where I can be honest with God. Um, he's can handle my anger and my hurt and what's going on there. That's what that casting your cares looks like. I remember I was out in the yard having words with God and I'd come in and I remember I think Joe had said, oh my gosh, dad was something in the backyard. Sound like you're about to fight somebody. And I said, no, I was just praying. Um, but I was able to cast those cares. And I will tell you what I met in the midst of all that. When I was able to place myself under the strong hand of God with humility, I found that peace that just doesn't make any sense. Um, we need to be about the business of humbly putting ourselves under the strong hand of God and realizing that he can and he will provide us with strength and faith and trust and all the kind of things that we just can't muster on our own. You know, he told us, he said, 
You know, I have told you all these things coming out of John 16 in verse 33. So he has really laid a lot on them about what's coming. And he in 17, he's going to pray for his disciples um, in an amazing passage. And I would encourage you to get away in there. But right here at the end of 16, he says, I've told you all these things so that you will have my peace. This world is full of sorrow, pain, and trouble, but have strong hearts. Be courageous, for I have defeated, I have overcome the world. You know, I love the way that Eugene Peterson, um, in the message, translated Matthew 11, 28 through 30. Pretty common passage, but this is one of those things that really speaks to me. Jesus, hear Jesus saying this to you. Are you tired, worn out, burned out on religion? Well, come to me. Get away with me and you'll recover your life. I'll show you how to take a real rest. Walk with me and work with me. Watch how I do it. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. Keep company with me, and you will learn to live freely and lightly. That's really what I hope today as you go about your Monday. You may be experiencing things that are overwhelming, that are terrifying. You may be in a place where everything's really hunky-dory. Whatever your circumstances are, just know that our circumstances shift. They change. They're not constant. They can never provide us with peace and joy. The only thing that does that is God's presence and his love. And so lean into Jesus. It's all about our relationship with him. Take his invitation to come get away with him. He says, look, learn from me. Watch me. See how I do it. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. That's how we learn how to live freely and lightly, independent of what our circumstances are doing. We get to the point where we can really know that we can trust God and that he is Lord, not in spite of our circumstances, but in the very midst of them. So let me pray for us. And we'll start our Monday. Father, help us. Help us in the midst of things that we cannot understand to believe and trust you. Help us to believe and trust in the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, and the resurrection to life everlasting. Amen. Thank you for spending some time with me this morning, and I hope you'll join me tomorrow on another edition of The Daily Grind.